You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Oh What A Night, part of the 90 Million Podcast Network. Uh, on the show today, Jude Summerfield, Johnny Walsh, Hunter Godson. Everyone all right? Yeah, yeah mate. Supposed to have Ooh. a game at the weekend. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, really weird. Every time one of our games gets postponed, suddenly feel a bit of wash and a bit of gog. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? What is going on? Well, yeah. And particularly with the net, like... It, with the way that it was postponed, I mean, this one was certainly better. I actually think this experience was certainly better than the Crystal Palace experience. I mean, Sean, that was that was wild when we spent half the night wondering whether the game was going to be on or off, wake up in the morning, still not sure whether the game's on or off, and then kickoff just goes on as normal. At least with this one, we knew with a little bit of warning it was off. Yeah, Palace really ruined Christmas, so at least Arsenal didn't do that. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think I think after the Carabao Cup game last week, it, it just looked quite apparent that they had some kind of grounds to that they were going to postpone the game of the weekend. I know there was reports on Thursday, Friday that Spurs weren't expecting it, but still, like if, if everyone's just kind of figured out now, like teams are starting to take the piss and last on the next team on that list. So I think the, the annoying thing for me is that you know you spend so long working your way up mentally to the derby, being anxious about it, trying to like console yourself and then nothing happens. So that means that you know when you say th- that feeling's coming again this season. You know when you say console yourself, is it is it like mm. that that the, you're going through those like weird stages of grief where you're kind of like accept <laughs> yeah. we've already lost the game. The <laughs> yeah. What will yeah. I do when we lose? It'll be fine because I'm prepared for losing. It's fine. It's fine. 
Yeah, I just, if, if I don't open Twitter, then it's fine. I can't see it. It's, it, didn't, it can't, didn't can't hurt me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you just sort of mute a lot of WhatsApp chats. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck, exactly. yeah. Throw your phone out the window, honestly. <laughs> Save yourself. Hunter Godson, mm. how are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Uh, very well. As I, I've, I think I've said to you now twice, uh, my, my weekend went from all the football to no, the fo- no football. Uh, my game on Saturday was cancelled due to dodgy line, no, dodgy groundsman. Didn't, <laughs> didn't, tr- didn't trust his own work. Didn't trust his own work. So <laughs> we had to, we had... will set you free. Yeah, well, exactly. And then, um, and then obviously I was supposed to be going with a couple of mates to, to Sunday and we were going to, I think we were going to go and have fun. Are they were gooners, your your friends? No, 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 God, no. I wouldn't take gooners to the fucking <laughs> I was going to say, that's like, no. that would just be the worst thing ever. That's like awful. Going, going with us, no. man. Like, no, no, no. Oh. I take, I take do, do you know what? I take some mates who support like middling clubs to games sometimes just because it doesn't matter as much. But no, the, your big ones... Your Spurs are you're out, basically. Um, but you know, you know your friends that support like you've got mates that will support teams that are kind of like mid table or whatever. And then occasionally, when we're going through one of those phases where things are a bit tough, and they say like, "Don't take it for granted." Like my team, shit. I'm like, I don't want to hear about your bollocks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Well, you you worry about your shit team, and I worry about my shit. <laughs> Chesterfield and Spurs are not the same. Yeah, it's not the they same. Have different thing. expectations. So they did yes. differently, okay. <laughs> it's so true. Right, mm-hmm. let's get, let's get stuck into it then. We're go, we're gonna go through um the kind of the ins and outs of the Arsenal game. We're gonna talk a little bit about our favourite subject on this podcast, which is Eric Lamella, um, mm. and then and then we'll look ahead to what is like a a massive game now against Leicester, given that we have lost another game to a postponement. It's sort of weird because this one now feels really, really, really important. In terms of not getting cut adrift in any way, West Ham obviously did us a massive favourite the weekend, but um, we'll work, we'll get stuck into that shortly as well. So, Shawnee, I'll start with you. In terms of the the kind of the nature of this postponement, I have seen a lot of very unhappy campers on social media talking about how Arsenal are cowards, how ridiculous this is. We as Spurs fans being a little bit sort of unfair here, given that if we were lacking a load of players, we probably would have tried to get it called off as well. Um, maybe a little, but at the same time, whenever Arsenal ever been fair about anything in the history of their club, so I don't really, I'm not one to care. We're going about big, we're going that's, wide. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, on the one hand, if Arsenal don't have enough players, then they can't play the game. But on the other hand, they've been shipping them out willy-nilly yeah. and they kind of brought this on themselves you know if they kept Maitland-Niles if they, they sent off Pablo Mari today to Udinese Pissed so down. yeah so, Kolasinac's going pretty soon as well yeah Kolasinac's like, going yeah they are grinning behind the scenes mate they are you can't just get rid of all your crap players and then it's be like, like oh couldn't play them anyway yeah it's like it's like I saw I saw um someone on the Arsenal beat today he did a tweet and it was basically kind of saying like oh does it why are people up in arms about Arsenal loaning out Mari or whatever? Like, does that mean that Arsenal have to stop doing their transfer business? It's kind of like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you not, have you, have you not heard of when, te- when, a, when if a team's right back gets injured, that means that the right back they wanted to sell that plays like deputy to him, you can't get yeah. rid of him anymore. It happens yeah. every single window. You're not you're not the ones to invent this. Like you're not special. Like come off it. Come yeah. Off. It's amazing, isn't it? How the um how your kind of distaste for Arsenal just in general. It it, it like I I can't see beyond the North London derby in this situation. I'm not able to kind of see all of the other kind of extenuating circumstances. I'm like, you promised me a North London derby. I mean, just, just for the sake of argument, I do think if we were the other way around, I totally get that we would have thrown the kitchen sink at getting it called off. And, and then we would have had a very, very, um, we had a very, very passionate supporter base sitting there, be like, "Oh, you want everyone to get COVID, dear? Is that what you want?" <laughs> well, did anyone really want this game after the performance against Chelsea? And uh, do you know the what? That we had our injured. I know it's one of the. It's, we're not supposed to say it, but I was, I was quietly quite happy that we're going to have some some defenders back for the mm, for mm. this game. Hopefully, now at least, if not, yeah, Eric, Eric Dyer will be there and. And Romero has been training for two weeks now, so he can't be a million miles away is all I'm thinking. With Regulon sort of suffering from exhaustion, there are pros here. For, I know, obviously, Arsenal will be stronger and and whatever, but it's a derby. You know, I want us to have the best best game, best team. And to... Our best team's better than theirs, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think legally you have to say yes, but I think yeah. it's pretty close at the moment. Like, I, I, I don't know whether, because we were having a conversation about this with Hunter the other night, about whether the, whether Spurs break down that Arsenal defence if Arsenal just set up to come and put 11 mm. men behind the ball. Whether yeah. in current guys we break them down. Yes, um, my, and my, thing, my feeling, my gut feeling is if Southampton can put 10 behind the ball and, and we... Make make it look like you know prime sort of Italy in the nineties. Then I doubt that, <laughs> doubt that we're going to break down. But what is a, become a very 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 stern Arsenal defence when they sit in? You saw Liverpool just look toothless, barring that obvious Minamino miss. But I think to, to sort of go back on the on the postponement, I I yeah, I, I think Arsenal are just abusing the rules as everyone else has. I think Leicester, if anyone, if we're going to look back at anything, Leicester set the tone because they had injuries and AFCON players and then people were like, yeah, okay, well, well, we'll try that one out then as well. Of course, it's of their own making, which is why we're all absolutely within our rights to be annoyed. But I don't, I think it's the Premier League's fault and the Premier League should have come out and and I've mentioned this before, but I think if the Premier League had said, right, Arsenal game is going to be called off. These are the, and as on Monday morning they put out a list of exacts that need to be hit to postpone a game, and everyone was like, "Okay, now we know what the rules are." You know, they sort of came out with a half-hour statement about how this is about player welfare and they have to take Afcon and injuries into into consideration, but they they really don't, and it's never been like that before. Um, so, yes, I can see the annoyance. But it doesn't surprise me because the Premier League have essentially set up an, an awful, awful system and are just digging the whole bit. Like the Burnley game getting called off tonight, again, is just another example of just people playing the system. Like the, the, the system's facilitated, being, haven't they? 
they yeah, literally facilitated this. The Conte said in his presser today, didn't he? Like about how if like he's never in his life experienced like postponements because of injuries being factored into it. And he's like, yeah. maybe we need a, a better schedule because clearly what's going on the last couple of years isn't working. It's been said, but it's been said by plenty journalists now. But but the you know, Premier Leagues are the richest clubs in the world. They have these these under twenty threes, under twenty ones, under eighty. You know they have a rich depth of talent coming through their systems, and they just refuse to even dip into it for like a bench player or a couple of bench players. And then you see someone like Leeds, for instance, who put a few on. I think West Ham had a couple on the other day who, who didn't have any caps, and you sort of think, well, that's isn't that what football's supposed to be about? Is like when you're in these systems, it's about manipulating your squad and seeing what the what you've got coming through the academy and giving them a chance. And who knows, you might unearth some talent, um, but we're not going to see that. We're just going to see emergency loans for the same six players just over and over and over going to like the same clubs over and over. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I completely understand it. But I honestly think quietly, Spurs, Spurs with Son, Spurs with... Regulon, Spurs with Romero and Dyer, it's a much, much better team for us. Yeah, and I, I also think that at the moment we're sort of that there, there, there possibly is a couple of bits coming in or a, a transfer potentially coming in. I think also a, a, a kind of 75% Sessignon probably can only play for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's potentially a risk as well. So it's not just the fact that you would obviously have regular on in the team, but it's the fact that you're asking Sessignon to do the work rate piece for 60 minutes and then put him at risk of injury as well. That combined with the fact we looked a little bit toothless against Chelsea. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise, just having a little bit more, a bit more time to just get set, get settled and try and get everyone sort of try and get a team fit for, for Leicester Jude. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, well, Spurs are going to have a backlog. Well, we've got a backlog of games now. Um, and, you know, the season's getting shorter as it rolls along. So there's there's probably going to be um, a little run where they've got to play like quite a lot of games in, in quick succession. I know they're out of Europe now. They're out of the Carabao. It's just the FA Cup is their sort of extra uh, commitment. But, like, yeah, there's there's going to be some issues with, with player welfare. Um but it would have been good for them to have a little a little time to reflect after those Chelsea games where they were sort of just chasing shadows a lot of the time. They had some, you know, not unlucky because, you know, none of the three calls that um didn't go their way in the second leg, they were all they were all rightly put off. So it weren't unlucky, but a few you Dude, know, disheartening you the, moments. But, did you do the thing with the uh, the first penalty shout when Hoybier was about three yards outside the box where you're like, no, but maybe he possibly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could hear the commentator going like, yeah, this will be overturned. And I was going, yeah. maybe it'll see yeah. it. <laughs> something I quickly want to point out is that from the press box, you could clearly see that all three were so obviously the wrong decisions. That's, it, it, that's, that's all I meant, commented on during that whole thing was like, how bad is the refereeing that he's got because in another time we get two penalties and a goal the Kepa one where he just takes the ball and it's like <laughs> it's a, a clearly a good tackle and he's like right penalty so it's <laughs> interesting isn't it because obviously it's everyone hates VAR yeah. and VAR's the, the enemy but really like 
that's it in in full full effect, and that is really just bad lines and work, bad refereeing, just yeah. bad all round. So it was a plot. It was a design to make VAR look better. Ah, mm. uh, very good. Well, it was Andre Mariner, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Andre Mariner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't bode yeah. hugely well, does it? When you'd probably consider that he's one of the top referees. I, I will always time. remember Mariner for sending Rose off for the cleanest tackle of the 13-14 yeah. season in that 5-0-5-1 bumping. Yeah. It's not Chris Foy though. Do you remember Chris Foy? Not who, Chris, um, not never Chris Foy. Disallowed, never Chris Foy. disallowed a Jan Vertonghen goal when he had the ball in his own half for offside. I'm still upset. Scumbag. That, one. Scumbag. that was, that was yeah. seven that was seven years Scumbag. ago this week. <laughs> never let it go. Never let it go. Sean's got Sean's got it tattooed on his arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never forgive. Never forget. <laughs> got like the, the gate chart underneath it, just adding one each year. <laughs> Quality stuff. Right. Let's let's get on to talking about just the most wonderful and lovely thing. Seeing Eric Lamella still get to kind of live vicariously through um, through the Spurs supporter base and that goal that he scored. Now, what? How long ago is it? Is it? Are we getting on for a year ago? It was That's March about, of last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. And I mean, like, how lovely was? It? Did anyone watch the the interview? See him just sitting there, with his like, sort of put his suit on, and he's got that high pitched voice, and you're like, oh, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole ceremony was just bizarre. I don't know if you watched. Yeah, it was weird. It. Just the the Zoom element of lots of it is just horrible, especially after the year. Given, given yeah, Ronaldo yeah. awards as well. Just yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was on Zoom until they will out Ronaldo. It's like, hang yeah. on. If we give you an, it award, was just knocking about come? in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wheeled him out, and he said, "Yeah, I can play until I'm 60." And he's just yeah. on his. <laughs> he did that, and then he did on a little Zimmer frame. And everyone was like, "Oh, fuck off, mate." <laughs> Get out. Get oh, out. on the on the soothing. Did you see um Andy Murray was talking about it? And he um he oh, thought people God, were booing yeah. him during his game, and then he figured out they were all chanting Sue, and he was like, it's uh, re- it was extremely irritating to him. <laughs> are they are they booing me? <laughs> yeah. What, what did I... I was saying Sue. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was what did he say? And he, and he gave like a little like sort of um little short kind of punchy thing he's like oh you have to deal with idiots like that or something while he was giving <laughs> he, he wasn't happy he wasn't happy yeah. about it <laughs> it was really it was really weird though as well please don't let this become the venger out thing like when you were literally i don't know someone would be watching wwe and then before you know it, see people in the crowd doing the sue thing it was mm. like dabbing do you remember dabbing was like you know, just this is much like worse than dabbing i can assure dab you cam. Yeah. Dabbing and planking. Yeah. Mm, very good. And very do you know what? Cambridge, much as I oh, love yeah. what oh, they did oh, at yeah. Newcastle. You're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> You're, ru- <laughs> You're ruining football. Whoever's in charge of this. Stop it, because you're ruining football. <laughs> the, uh, honestly, and no offence to Max Rushton, but liquidate the entire club. That really upset me, because I was like, go mm. on, Cambridge. Oh, for fucking hell. <laughs> What's that? You really wanted them to be the good guys, and then that happens. At least, yeah. Eric, at least our boy Eric didn't do it after winning, eh? Yeah, yeah. You go, you, you know, never would, long, never would. You've got to go a long way to make Newcastle and their ownership look like the good guys. <laughs> yeah, you really <laughs> <do>. <laughs> yeah, they, 
You've but apparently 17 min, men shouting Sue while jumping around, pretending to be a 37-year-old guy who's going to play until he's 360. <laughs> we'll certainly do that for you. Um, yeah, but it, it was lovely, Sean, wasn't it? I know it's, it's another one of those things where I was like, oh, yeah, add it to the trophy cabinet. But considering what was a really tough year, it was nice to have a little moment from it. Yeah, for sure. And it's a properly unique achievement. I'm not saying like I'm I'm ignoring like the add it to the trophy cabinet stuff, but it's a properly unique achievement to have back to back push gas award winners. Like that's really that's a, like that's do you can you imagine like how good your goals have to be for that to happen? Yeah. And then the obviously the counter to that is that like, you've got all the Mourinho fans trying to claim that Oh that my was- days, I saw that. It was like, yeah, we have to produce the best goal of the year to score a goal in in this dog shit team that he's playing. Yeah, Uh, just honestly, I've I've not missed. I don't don't know about you guys. I've not missed that at all. No, not at all. Uh, He's he's getting linked with Everton, so he he might be (laughs) on these shores again. Honestly, honestly, if you want to, that's like the worst (laughs) possible move. Uh, that's amazing. Um, do you think there's like how many football fans in, in England do you think think that's a good idea? And yet this might happen. <laughs> None of them think it's a good idea, but they'd all be voting for it if they oh could. Oh my god, I, I'd love to see it just because, yeah, there literally could not be a worse matchup, I think, in football at the moment, apart from maybe him going back to Manchester United and giving it another go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I don't know whether you guys felt this was one of the things that I always felt at the time when, when he was in charge is that. You, you appreciate the chaos of Mourinho in the Premier League so long as he's not your manager. Yeah. For sure, yeah. A Always percent. been that way. Always been that way. We were yeah. fans that as well, now. Yeah. Mm. Lesson, to be fair, as if I, they have had enough punishment. Yeah, to <laughs> honestly, they need they need vibes, as I was saying to you, Hainsey. They need they need vibes, they need big dunk, big they need Wayno. They need, yeah, they need the legends back in the, just to like, you know, kick a few people up in the air and just have a Get bit of fun. Get the sweatbands out, man. Come <laughs> yeah. on, let's do this. Oh, yeah, the, I, poor, the poor bastards. Yeah, I the do take bastards. umbrage as well when people are like, yeah, Spurs and Everton really similar. I'm like, do not compare us to Everton. <laughs> for a long time, for a long time I saw, I saw it and now it's just becoming... It's becoming too hard to even claim that there's a similarity. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, a, it's a case of at least we're not them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it could always be worse. And like, I think, I think winning the Puskas Award two years running is basically the Spurs experience. Is like, yeah, you're gonna have some highs. You're gonna have some highs. Are they gonna lead to anything really? No, but no, we're not in two thousand Spurs. Yeah, we, we in fact it. lost to Arsenal that day. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and the got sent off. Of the and the got sent off. I mean, that is just prof- like yeah, that is it so sums up. Spurs, isn't it? Sums up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I also I often get sent stuff saying, "Oh, Spursy, Spursy." I'm like, guys, you just don't get it. That Spursy scoring the best goal of the year in the derby, getting sent off, and then losing. That Spursy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I think that the the goal comes from a raking Gareth Bale pass who was then oh. substituted about 15 minutes later oh, and hooked. Shit. Like, Mourinho hooked. He had a he face like really, thunder, didn't he? Yeah. Never he really did. recovered yeah, from that he did. as well. Mm. Like, which just... which is great because Gareth Bell, I mean, is is and was still an absolutely wonderful player. And it's it's mismanagement that, that meant that he couldn't... I mean, he could have played 
15 more games. And his his goals and assist record was no, pretty impressive, six, right? 16 in 34 in all comps was really, yeah, really so good like, record for what that, he was. That's, that's, I mean, look. I, I look back in fondness for that spell, honestly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 interesting. I'll, I'll bring him back if even if he wanted to use Spurs as a fitness camp for ahead of if Scotland qualify for the next World Cup, which is when he said he'll he'll quit if they he's, don't. It's Wales, Scotland. It's Wales, Wales, sorry, so Wales, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wales, Scotland in the playoffs. Well, now he's Wales, back on sorry. No, because we were talking about this earlier, and it's Wales versus Scotland, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That basically, yeah. They both make it through. If they, yeah, if they make Maybe it through. Yeah, only one of them get through, and he he was saying that he'll retire if he doesn't. If Wales don't make it, oh, come to Spurs, mate, and just have even if it's just the pre bit, just come and do it <laughs> with us. Like, totally, like I, I think you're right, Sean. I definitely have a soft spot for like three or four of those results where so it was the Crystal Palace four one. I mm, think it was the Burnley four mm. one up or nil. There mm. was there was a West Brom. Of, I think as well. Did he score yeah, a hat trick against two, Sheffield United as well? Yes, Sheffield United, that was one. Yeah. And, and right. one of them, he just spanked it from the edge of the box. Like, yeah, he did. Really Old good. school. And, and Hainsey, me and you were very privileged that we were able to be there for those as well. Like, well that's, so, yeah. It's not yeah. like, I, I remember, I can't remember which other, but I think it was, might have been Rule the Roost. It might have been uh, at Tetrunk or it might have been Fighting Cock, just talking about the idea of like fan fiction. There was a mm. there's a time when you would literally be like, how on earth have we got Son, Kane, and Bale mm. playing as yeah. a pump three? And we should have we sh- at that moment we should have just gone like right, take the shackles off and just like let's just forget about the fact that our defense is a bit dicey. We're just gonna have to outscore teams. Let's just have mm. some fun. Like, oh, but of course that bloody Lanzini goal, that West Ham collapse. Oh, it. yeah. ruined, it's them what did it? Season. It's tight season. Had the right oh. players, but just the and wrong guy in charge at the time. And the Leicester game work. as well, right? Leicester game, we just sort of came on and scored a couple of goals, then left. Yeah, had a one-two with the post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, All right, see you later. It just jogged out the tunnel, got on a plane, and flew straight to Madrid. <laughs> I'd love him back. I'd love him back. Yeah. Absolutely love it. And I think he could do. Get. I don't understand why you wouldn't grab hold of him now as a backup to Harry Kane and just say like, come and do six months and 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 just sit and play 30 minutes 40 minutes tr- like play a couple of games from wide right or whatever like it he was he's clearly good enough you know is it obviously his injury record's not great but he's clearly good enough to do it i just wonder mm. whether wonder whether that like whether we now have decided we're going forward thinking with with the transfer policy anyway mm. um let, let's go on to let's go on to leicester so Leicester have had a really, really weird season, a couple of really good results, a lot of really poor results. And at times they look unrecognisable from the team that we were all kind of buzzing watching in the FA Cup final. Um, Roll on, what is it, six months, seven months. And now they sit 10th coming into this one. But they're on the same amount of games played as us. So West Ham in fourth, 37 points. 22 games played, Spurs in sixth with 33 points, 18 games played. It's really annoying, isn't it, Sean, that they've just got that extra point. It'd be lovely to kind of usurp West Ham mm. with all of those mm. games sitting there. Because yeah. while it's that many games, you're still a bit like, oh, God, what if we have a bit of a wobble? Yeah, you want to have a clearer picture. I think that at least 
you know, if we win against Leicester, then at least we go above Arsenal for the time being. That's like yes. one kind of mental hurdle. At least we've done that. We've gone above them. Um, then obviously we get to Chelsea the weekend, but I'm not trying to think about that. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a weird game because Leicester just haven't played in so long. And they I, they might just be a bit too rusty to really kind of get going. Whereas we, you know, we had the cup games to keep us going. So we're we're quite fresh. We, we just just a bit eager to get back out there. So I'm hoping, because I think we asked, when we asked this a, um, a month ago, when it got originally postponed, you were like, from the postponed games, would you take like getting a draw away at some of these teams? And I think, I think now it's definitely, we're in a case of no, we need the win. We yeah. need that win now. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's a really like, uh, it's a really thin Leicester squad at the moment as well. They've mm. got a load of injuries, like a lot of defenders out. They've got, Ndidi um, Afghan is big. Yeah. Mate and Didi, Iheanacho, all at AFCON. Um, Vestergaard's had to play in central defence and they haven't kept a clean sheet when he's started in any of his matches. Um, that. But I don't... Well, here, here it comes, right? Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Spurs fashion. The doctor um, will see you now. Yeah, exactly. But there's so many players that they've got out and it is, it's one that Spurs really have to, you know, show up for and, and get three oh, points. Oh, my word. Jude, I'd, like, I... I hadn't realised how bad it was. Yeah, um, not party either. It's, yeah. So yeah. it's it's Johnny Evans out, Castagna out, Vardy out, Ricardo Pereira out, Fafana out, Samari out, Luke Thomas, Jujby Hall, Justin, Sionchu, Daka, Ianacho, Mendy, Amati, and Didi. But have they got anyone? Are we sure? Are we sure that we're not recording this podcast uh, in vain? Oh, lads! The news will break later tonight. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, it'll come through, won't it? I'll upload this, and it will be postponed a minute later. <laughs> Literally, just be like, yeah, cancel it, cancel it. Yeah, oh, but they have got some some players in really good form at the moment. T. Element is having a yeah. stormer. Madison's Madison's back in form. Yeah, mm. yeah. So Depends if they loan players. loan any players out before tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Send a couple out. <laughs> two, two week loan just to get the yeah. games called off. Um, who would you like to see starting tomorrow, Hunter? For Spurs. Uh, so, li- likes probably a strong term, but uh, <laughs> who, 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 will I, who will I see starting tomorrow? Well, uh, th- disappointingly, it doesn't look like Dyer is going to be fit, um, mm. which is a bit of a shame. Um, so, uh, do you know who I would like to see? And I, I might is Joe Roden. Now I don't have I don't have a clue what's going on with Joe Roden. Can anyone can anyone tell me? Yeah, I've I've always called for him to play, but he was a bit off it against Morecambe. But I, I guess this will be last chance soon for him. There, surely. Yeah. I felt like Galini. Well, Galini never alone. helped him at all. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, yeah. exactly. You're I'd, right I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him in the in the more settled back line. Um, maybe this isn't the game for him because Davis is going to have to play as well. But I just feel like Jaffet in the last few weeks has really not been at the levels that he needs to be at in the Premier League. And mm. it's not necessarily, again, it's not necessarily his fault. Um, but we are, we're light in uh, centre-back at the moment and the, the options we have are worrying. But if you looked at those three centre-backs, they're, they're not top quality Premier League centre-backs. They're not where Spurs want to be. So I, th- I imagine it will be the very similar team as we've seen recently um, with um, with potentially Sessegnon coming in at left wing-back, who I would like to see 
Um, to be honest, I would like to see him back in back in the starting eleven because uh, I refuse to watch Matt Doherty play left wing back anymore. Uh, I, I just... for, for, the, for the record, I thought Sessegnon was really good against Morecambe. He was one of the only ones that really kind of gave it his all yeah, and, and really Liverpool, kept going yeah. and didn't and yeah and didn't just didn't ever kind of lose confidence with it. I just like I like his engine. I know that there's a risk of injury, but that's when you bring him. You you got to start with your strongest eleven, especially against a t- who are they going to have at right back tomorrow? Because Castagna's injured, J- Justin's still out, right? Probably be Albrighton, Albrighton. Yeah. So you'd you'd back Sessegnon mm. to at least get a couple of runs on Albrighton. Um, so I'd like to see him in. I think you know my feelings on the central midfield pairing. I'd like to see Skip and Winks given a given a chance to play together, just because I feel like especially against the team that's missing in Didi, there's a chance in central midfield to really dominate the ball. Um, and and then, I mean, the, the, it's either a front two, when it, which is Kane and Lucas. Lucas has become completely undroppable at the moment for us. Uh, and then Lacelso behind them or Delhi behind them. I think I'm probably more leaning towards we need to make Lacelso work. And I still think Delhi needs to go out on loan. The, 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 the Lacelso positionally so you saying better as a 10 play the two the Celso in behind I don't think he's mobile enough to play in in a two in central midfield we've tried it a few yeah, times and yeah. he, he just it was the same I actually think Hoybe has the same problem it's too easy to play around he's that it doesn't have that sort of that five yard acceleration that you really need especially in the Premier League with the ball moves so quickly I think there's a great clip going around Twitter as always. Oh no. Oh, it's not it's not of Lacelso, it's of Hoyben. It's a moment that really stuck with me in the Chelsea game where he just gets one twoed around by Havertz and um I can't remember who does the initial pass. Is it Loftus Cheek? It's not even quick. It's like really slow. <laughs> and he like spins around and then still can't get to the player in time. And I just for me that's like that's a squad player. That's not our oh, starting centre midfielder. But look, that's the team I'd like to see. There are issues, but I still think Spurs are quite far away from their strongest possible 11 at the moment because of injuries. Uh, they also need to get people off the books. Like if Undombele is not going to work, we need to get him gone. We need to get people. And it's worrying because they cost a lot of money. So Spurs aren't going to just let them go. This is the nature of it, the, uh, of transfers in this this era isn't it Jude in that if you sign someone on massive wages it is very very difficult to move them on at this point of the season yeah I mean that's the that's the 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 game you're playing when you sign them in the first place isn't it when you when you sign someone like Ndombele who was what 50 60 mil you're you're putting all your eggs in that basket of them performing well and have some having some sort of sell on value once you decide that you don't want them there anymore. And unfortunately, just like the output that he's he's given Spurs just has has not been anywhere near enough to justify the price that they paid for him in the first place. Um, so they'll want to recoup some of that cash, but they're not going to because nobody will want to buy him for that amount. And nobody wants to bring him in on wages. I can't remember what he's on, but it is a lot, isn't it? Um, mm. for someone who seems to have a little bit of an attitude problem and who has trouble getting up for games against smaller teams, like Hunter mentioned the other week. Mm. Um, so, yeah, where he goes is is anyone's guess. I, I have no idea. 
I'd imagine, 13... Yeah, if he got sent out on loan, Spurs would be covering some wages, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I don't see how any of this happens now. We've got 13 days and how many, you'd say there's five players that need to leave, right? Or that potentially should be looking to depart the club. Four, maybe. And then we, we need to replace at least two of them. Uh, and you're probably looking first and foremost at a right wing back because Conte's made it clear that he wants a right wing back. And a central midfielder probably is the other one, a more creative, progressive central midfielder. I, I feel like with Dyer and Romero, technically we should be covered for this. Obviously, they're both in, injury prone, but we, you should be covered there for the season. You should be able to start to build uh, a partnership. The left centre-back is going to need to be addressed, but I don't feel like that's the top. I don't, I don't know if you guys agree, but I don't think that's the top issue for me right now. I think we can get much to the end of the season with those with these centre backs. It's just we're in an unlucky period with the injuries. Yeah. What about the wing backs? Do you think we can get through to the end of the season with the wing backs? Well, look, if it's a big if because Sessignon seems to have a lot of recurring injuries, and Regulon, he's clearly worked his ass off to try and get fit under Conte, and it's and it's you know he, Conte's essentially had to do a pre-season during the middle of the season during the the busiest period of the season. Luckily, Spurs have had a couple of weeks off because of the COVID things and, and, and you know, other games getting called off. But I can see the left back. Left wing back, I don't think is an issue at all. Right wing back is a big, big issue because we have no one vying for that position with him. Matt Doherty, he's not really wanted at the club. He, he doesn't look good enough to be at the club. And then the, the issue I have with Emerson is he's brand new to the league. He's young. He looks very raw, worryingly raw. I think we can agree. Um, he needs someone to be pushing him and also maybe putting an arm around him and being like, look, this is how we play in the Premier League. This is what you need to be doing more of. There's no one in that position who can help him at the moment. There's no one really there who can sort of guide him. So he, he plays week in, week out, whether he plays well or rubbish. And it just so happens the last sort of three weeks, it has not been particularly impressive. Some some content quotes today, Jude, sort of saying maybe we'll have to do something. Well, we need to do something, even if it's not the perfect fit. Well, or words to that effect. That's not verbatim. Yeah, the do the do something was quite interesting. He did also say, <laughs> "Do something up there." What are you? Playing at? <laughs> um, so yeah, that that did sort of take my eye a little bit. I mean, um, we know that they're still looking into. Adama Traore and whether they want to get that one over the line, whether they can nail down a fee and he would be brought in with the purpose of playing as a right wing back, which apparently he'd be happy to do. Um, so that that would be an interesting one. He did also, like as all managers do, like reiterate that January, tough month, et cetera, et cetera. And it'll only be done if the, the deals are right That's for it. the club. But you can't do a rebuild in January, so it's it's no. going to be whether they're right. I know that Dan brought it up on the last show, but the idea that Spurs are going to recruit a, a non a right winger and just go like that's the right wing back, and and are willing to spend upwards of twenty million quid on him, I just don't feel like that's good recruitment. <laughs> I just can't. I can't feel like that's good recruitment because surely you'd be looking at young up and coming fullbacks or a wingback who's sort of there and you you just have to spend a little bit more money on it because it's a risk like can he play right wing back uh, it, obviously he has played there before but it's not his position 
and we'd be asking him to do it for the majority of the season and maybe going forward. So I guess, I don't know. I guess the, there's a I guess there's a flip side to that in that would you trust Conte to at least make it functional and better than the Emerson experience? Oh, definitely. I do take that. I, I do. I do also take <laughs> that it's not amazing recruitment either. Mm, I just thought all all roads lead to signing an actual right wing back for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like you've got someone like um the young guy in uh, Liga, Yusuf Atal is a good a good right wing back who's been doing it for years. Tarek Lamptey obviously hasn't played a ton of football, but cl- looks like a truly brilliant footballer. Uh, there's there's a, there's a few others knocking around. Like if that's you want to go down the younger route, or go down like the sort of old head. Who was it that Inter had for years? The the Swiss Ambrosio. Oh, uh... Licksteiner. Oh, you. No, he went to Arsenal. He went to Arsenal, Hunter. So that yeah, wasn't no, a good no, no. example. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about him at Arsenal. I'm not talking about him at Arsenal. I'm saying do you you either go for like. For me, you either go for someone who's done it before, he's right wing back, he knows the position inside out, or you go for like a young, uh, exciting, clearly talented player, which maybe they thought they were getting an Emerson. But I do, I do think as well what, what you're saying is really interesting on the, the nature of that sign. So the numbers that have been talked about are around 20 million for mm. Dharma Traore. And I suppose looking at it holistically, the reason why that's worrying is that if you sign him as a right wing back, and say he's one of two for next year because he doesn't disappear after six months, right? So <laughs> well, in exactly. Six months, in six months' time, he's still there. So you would have to say that he's part of the squad plans for next year. So what part of the squad does he play for next year? Probably right wing back because Antonio Conte is not going to change his system. Mm. So does that then put a roadblock on something like a Tarek Lamptey? Who realistically, if you like, just from my point of view, if you said to me, do you want to go the rest of the season, not spend the money and then chuck chuck 25 more million on that and get Terry Lamptey in the summer? I can wait. (laughs) I can be be patient because I think Terry Lamptey is so perfect for the system that we play. So Mm. good for the the system that Conte looks to play at, at the moment. The only other thing that I could potentially see happening is that when Romero and, um, Dyer are, are both fit. There's a possibility, maybe that you that you move gentle Ben into the left left wing back position and and are a little bit lopsided. But I just can't imagine Conte wanting to do that because he seems to want his wing backs to be so sort of rapid and so energetic and go up and mm. down that to play lopsided, I don't know, it just doesn't really seem to suit the nature of, of what he wants to do. It feels like we'd be mm. going back to the old high right-back tactic that we had. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a classic, a classic, of, the, a classic of the Mourinho era. <laughs> that was Gubbins, wasn't it? Good Lord. We're going to play one way and one way only. <laughs> Get up there, Maria. <laughs> Got it. High right-back. Look, look. I'm I'm all for the Adama signing because fun and fun is why we watch yeah. football and I think yeah. it would be fun. Yeah. But but it doesn't does have to be questioned. If it doesn't work, which we don't know if it will, is can is he a good defender? It there has to be real questions about those two signings and maybe the last 15 signings, but like we'll do those two first. Get the, like get him in and get the baby out, and let's all lube up for the podcast. I'm up, I'm in. 
Oh, yeah. you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard it here first. He wins the Puss Gas Award for next year. We've yes. Yeah, mad somehow. run from the edge of his own box. Perfect timing to get him, by the way. He just scored his first goal of the season. The other... Do you know what? <laughs> I, honestly, it was... <laughs> It was a lovely goal as well. It really was. Really nice goal. But in true Adama fashion, he missed a sitter two minutes earlier. Did he? Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's any chance that this is like, um, you know, when someone plays well against you and you're like, he's mm. quality in. They're really mm. good. We should go. <laughs> Do you remember when he scored that goal against us in the game sort of where, where he sort of smashed it for maybe 25 yards? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Mm. With his left foot as well, right? He like shifts. <laughs> it was mental. <laughs> and then we're, everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, quite he can decent. hit it. He can hit maybe, it then. Maybe he yeah. can hit a ball. <laughs> well, United, United have done that. They've played Aston Villa twice in 10 days. And they're like, why don't we sign that John McGinn lad? Really <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Well, look, um, let's, uh, so we're, we're saying no no real major changes for the, for the Leicester game tomorrow. How do we see it playing out? Are we in for a, a, a long evening, do you think, Sean? I think a gritty win. I think it it might be long, but I think at the end of the day, we leave with three points. We've had a decent, we've had a decent uh, run against them recently, haven't we? Uh, in terms of results, uh, and we just seem to be managing what they throw at us quite well. And with the weakened team, I'm sort of with Sean. I don't, I don't think it's going to be particularly pretty. But yeah, I can see, I can see a win tomorrow. Defensively, you considering that we were without Di Romero, it's a relief to know that there'll be no Ian Nacho and no Vardy, won't it, Jude? Yes, because Jamie Vardy was like quite scary good against us on the last day um, last season. I think he scored two pens, but like every time he got the ball, it was it was nightmare fuel. Um, so it's it's nice that he won't have to play in that one. We'll see if well, they stick up top. Yeah, they have got like, good other players. They've got Harvey Barnes who can be really good on this day. Is um. So is Pats and Daka fit? He's maybe he was a he right. was a possibly on the uh, on the on the team sort of predicted stuff. So Pats and Daka thigh injury potentially back for Spurs. <laughs> uh, do you know what? He's one who I would have loved Spurs to pick up, and he was linked with Spurs for it. And then Leicester just went and did some very clever business. I think he's a, a very good player. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they've still got enough there, haven't they? But it'd be an, it'd be an interesting one all the same. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening. We'll be back again early next week. We'll have had, hopefully, a couple of games by then, won't we? So, lots well, to Chelsea, talk about. Chelsea on Sunday as well, right? Uh... Oh, dear gosh. Not again. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> yeah. fun, fun, fun. Uh, OK, uh, look, the saving grace, West Ham versus Man United at the same time. So, oh, <laughs> it, it means that, like, whatever happens... It's not a total disaster because one of the if United lose to West Ham, then funny. I mean, what? On earth? <laughs> and equally, if West Ham lose to United, then we haven't lost any ground. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll 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 be back on Monday. Have a have a fab week. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to the pod, please do subscribe. Check out all the guys on social uh, handles in the description, and we'll see you all next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.